Hello and welcome to this new episode of Chronicles. I'm Fauzan, your host. Our guest this episode is Ajay Sarpeshkar sir from the Mechanical Engineering batch of 1998. Uh we're really excited and happy to have you on this episode sir. Uh could you go ahead and give us an introduction about yourself? Well, hello everybody. My name is Ajay Sarpeshkar and Fauzan thank you for uh, putting this podcast together. Well, as you mentioned, uh, I'm from the 1998 batch of Mechanical Engineering department. at UVCE and I have meandered through a life doing very many things and my current avatar is of a filmmaker and my film Mandala the UFO incident a science fiction film in Canada is out in theaters right now and I'm really excited to chat with you and share whatever I've learned through my journey to get here so far Absolutely sir. So about the film Mandala the UFO incident. It's a Kannada film that's also a sci-fi and uh, we were actually just talking about how this isn't a very common thing and there are a lot of other things that aren't very usual about this movie. So do you want to take us through that artistic choice that you made? Sure. Yeah. Um so that's a very loaded question uh, because uh when I'm thinking of where to start answering this question I think all of my life kind of flashes in front of my eyes because the the choice to make a science fiction film actually has a as a as a background in technology right has a background in art has a background in uh curiosity has a background in being fascinated with the universe uh and 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 a general uh curiosity uh, of what could be out there right so and also science fiction kind of helps you dream quite a bit right and uh, we grew up with star wars star trek and and great science fiction films i remember uh, when we were doing engineering uh the matrix movie came out and it w- it really blew our minds and uh, i think at that point we came out of the theater dazed not understanding uh but feeling that we had we had seen something uh, of value we had seen something that was really deep and and you can see a lot of uh, literature on that film uh, online that talk about uh, its uh, alignment with reality and alternate realities and things like that uh, and of the mind so so science fiction was uh, a choice that was kind of was born out of me uh, based on all the experiences that i've had so far in my life Now this movie also stars Mr. Prakash Belwadi who is also uh, an alumni of UVC. So um, how was it like working with a fellow UVC alumni? Was there a sense of familiarity that you couldn't like, you know, quite put your finger on? Yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. Uh having common ground with uh with anybody in the world, any human being in the world is always a as uh, a plus, right? As you uh you guys will realize as you uh finish your engineering and start your careers as you grow in your careers you you realize that more than what you studied more than the knowledge that you have of a technical subject what matters that that will propel you further is your uh, people skills your soft skills uh, 
your your common ground that you can find with other people um, and that becomes very important so anything that you can find any common ground that you can find is always helpful uh, in bringing that familiarity with the other person and the person you're working with um, and it always builds trust so and trust is something very important mm-hmm. in anything that you do uh, in your careers so so it definitely helped with prakash balewadi uh, when i was working with him uh, the initial meeting that i had with him we figured out that we were alumni of uace and he is from the mechanical engineering department as well uh, so it was it was a, a good chat to have and i think somewhere for him to come on board uh, with this film because it was all, it was my first film and also a really weird subject uh, of science fiction that not many people have kind of dabbled with for him to say yes because he's a veteran actor he's an activist he's a journalist he's been a journalist uh, he does theater uh, so there is very less time on his hands uh, to to entertain anybody and everybody so i think us having some sort of similar background helped him kind of have that trust in me to say okay uh, maybe maybe there's something of value here uh, that we can work with so that's that that was my experience i mean there's there's a lot more experience in terms of making the movie itself but as far as uvc is concerned and my relationship with prakash balewadi i think that helping it helped build trust initially for us to get on this long journey that we have done to get here what ba- what balance were you trying to strike when you were making this like when you were drawing out this plot or when you were arranging a particular scene and you know trying to trying to really hammer home a particular feeling and obviously you had to do that consistently for many scenes together right so what special attention were you giving to one particular uh, feeling or one particular concept while making the movie that uh, you know other sci-fi's probably missed the mark on well um i am not sure about other sci-fi missing marks because art is very subjective and uh i i don't want to sound arrogant by by uh comparing this to anything else but uh what you asked a very good question because it talks about the sensibility of the filmmaker right in making something and that sensibility um uh, i think for me has been built over the years uh, starting with uac of course and my schooling also what you learn who you interact with um, how your mind processes things what you read uh, what you study uh, what what you think of everything builds over time to make you the person who you are with the sensibilities that you have and and that is something that i wanted to touch uh, uh, a little later uh is is the concept of compounding and i'll come to it later but that compounding is something that builds uh your character that builds your personality that builds wealth that builds your knowledge that that builds you over time and that over time uh, a lot of things can happen so incremental uh, improvements incremental learning incremental uh effort leads to something fantastic at the end of it all and 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 i think uh with this film uh that sensibility that i had to make this film has been built over time and uh with with the scenes with with making science fiction 
I think we've all been spoiled by Hollywood films, right? They've had a head start on this, uh, at least 30 to 40 years head start easily. So they've been there, done that, and but still there is a lot of great stories to be told uh, in an Indian context uh, with a spine of science fiction. And, and that is what fascinated me. That is what made me kind of get into this. Um, and like I said, science fiction, it opens up your mind, right, to, to possibilities. You can build your own worlds. You can build your own universe. You can create a lot of things in that. And I think as engineers, we are kind of primed to create. We are primed to uh, fix things, produce things, and things like that. So so I think it, it all of that kind of um, married together uh, when I was making this film. And I really wanted to get the physics of things right. And that is something that everybody uh, laments. Everybody complains about, oh man, our films, the, they, they really don't care about physics. I mean, somebody shoots a bazooka at a, at, at a vehicle and the vehicle instead of, uh, somehow there's an explosion and the vehicle uh, goes up in the air instead of kind of uh, being uh, rebounded backwards, right? Um, due to the explosion, due to the physics of the explosion. So things like that. Um, so I've, I think I've stray, stayed very true to science, uh, which was important. And I think uh, Prakash Belavadi, who also kind of took the script that I had written and kind of doctored it a little bit, uh, was also the same opinion that we need to stay true to the science of things. And, and, and that, that's what we did. Um, and also the science that you use in the film uh, is important. Uh, and it had to be real science. So we use uh, science based on uh, what exists, uh, which is uh, there's there's a there's a scientific experiment in France and also in America. I think it's called LIGO, L-I-G-O, um, which I think stands for Light Interferometer Gravitational Observatory or something of that kind. You can look it up on Wikipedia. Um, but what it basically does, it, it detects very tiny um, gravity ripples that kind of sweep across space and hit Earth uh, all the time. Uh, this ripples, this gravity ripples can be because of a star exploding or stars colliding or some sort of cosmic event or galaxies colliding some billions of light years away. All of that kind of changes the space and time around us. We don't feel it, the body doesn't feel it, but but this the system, this this experiment where they uh, where they send a laser across a five or six mile vacuum tube and bounce it back and measure it at the end of it, that laser, the 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 time taken by that laser or the path uh, changes very slightly because of this gravity ripple that hits Earth. So that's how they they detect cosmic events. So this this technology, I kind of took that and uh, adapted it to our film, of course, I made it uh, uh, a little more dramatic and stuff like that for, to fit the, for the, to make it entertaining, of course. So that technology has been used. So it's based on real science. And then we, when we looked at uh, ISRO uh, and NASA launch metrics, rocket launch metrics, we studied that. And we, what, we, what you see on the screen is sort of very realistic. Uh, you can be, you can rest assured that what you see, what the rocket launch that we show, and the metrics that we show is very similar to what you would see if you walk into an Israel or a NASA. So, all of that takes time, research, effort, and an interest in making the, getting the science right. 
and we've done that. And also, we, we built a spaceship uh, from scratch. Uh, we designed the spaceship from scratch. When I say spaceship, it, it was about designing something that would travel interstellar distances, uh, wondering, okay, how would that shape of that uh, ship be if it has to travel through uh, long distances? And where would you put the cockpit? Where would you put, if it had to have an anti-gravity drive, where would you put it? And uh, where would you put the thrusters for it to kind of uh, cruise through space? So all that, we built it, we sat, we thought about it, we built it by hand, and we didn't we, we didn't take a, a, a template, a design template off of the internet and just modify that, because those are available uh, if you look it up. So, so we've taken a lot of effort to build the science, to build the technology of this, because we wanted to be, we wanted to long, uh, wanted to last a long time, uh, for a sequel, for people to experiment with it, for people to create three D models and things like that. So, uh, so we we've, we've taken a lot of effort um, and interest in getting the science right. So, and I think that's how this film has been built. I did want to touch upon the fact that this is your directorial debut, right? So, um, sort of handling the material that you have made and uh, also that your fellow artists have contributed to, um, you have to sort of spearhead this project, right? Um, how was that experience like uh, since this was your first? Um, you asked me a very personal question, Fosan. <laughs> I'll tell you why. Uh, because... To, you talked about spearheading something, and that is a lot of responsibility. I have been the writer, the uh, director, and the producer on this film. It is like any startup where you have to wear different hats and, uh, and kind of shepherd this product that you're creating uh, from start to finish. And being the producer and the director together is, uh, is like uh, two, two different to being pulled apart in different directions because the creative side of you wants to uh, build a castle and the producer part of you says that, hey, uh, we have money to build maybe a, a small little apartment, right? And uh, so there's an inherent conflict built into it. And that 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 is something that you have to deal with uh, internally, uh, that which I went through. Uh, but but in general, if you're talking about leadership, if you're talking about uh, leading a group of people to achieve something, um, that needs that needs a lot of compassion. That needs a lot needs a lot of kindness, understanding the other person, understanding where the other person is coming from when they are uh, saying something or behaving a certain way or or suggesting something. I think as a leader, um, you really have to uh, put yourself in the other person's shoe and, and see uh, how we could align all of their uh, agency uh, towards building a product that you want to. So, and that, again, that, that takes a lot of uh, experience um, and uh, uh, going through, through life's uh, journey, uh, learning things, uh, and learning people um, and seeing seeing uh, how best you can build something with what you have. And um, and I think I'd, I'd, I've done that with this film. It's taken a couple of years to build it. And we've had a lot of great talent 
in the group um, that I had to align towards. It has been challenging at times, uh, very challenging in fact, um, to, 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 to deal with uh, people who are, who are a lot more uh, senior to you, uh, different genders, different uh, backgrounds, um, different perspectives. But, but when those things happen, uh, you have to, it, it's very easy to kind of get hurt, uh, let it get through your skin uh, and feel hurt. But I think the, the trick is into realign yourself to the goal, to the product that you're building and say, okay, what does that product need? And, and then work backwards from it and, and, and make it happen. So it's been challenging, uh, but I'm, I'm so glad that we have released the film. It released yesterday. Um, and uh, I hope uh, everybody goes and watches it. And, uh, and it has a lot of science. It has a lot of technology. Uh, it's something new. And uh, I hope uh, it inspires people uh, to build uh, uh, the future of our society. Definitely. Sir. Um, I did also want to talk about, uh, you know, you started off as a, I mean, in UEC, at least if we consider that as a starting point, you started off as a mechanical engineer, and then you did a pivot to filmmaking. So how exactly did you do that transition? And how, how did it affect you after doing the transition? Well, Fozan, you're asking me all the really hard questions. Well, um, so I've pivoted multiple times when I look back, uh, uh, and I think we all do. We all pivot, but but we don't we don't call it that, right? Uh, after UEC, uh, after mechanical engineering, I pivoted to technology, uh, and it was uh, I think IT was kicking off at that time. There was an uh, it was taking off. And I was inherently drawn towards computers uh, because even in mechanical engineering, we had the computer aided design and uh, uh, CAD CAM and stuff like that. Uh, even the design part of things, it was it was done with uh, computers and and, uh, and machines, uh, computing machines. So there was an inherent uh, attraction towards computers and how how they worked. Uh, and so I think I pivoted to. Uh, software development uh, initially and then to general technology and then technology management um, and then uh, I pivoted to filmmaking but it didn't happen overnight um, I once I pivoted to, to even to the first pivot to uh, the IT field uh, took a lot of time because uh, I had to educate myself in software development I had to educate myself in all the basics of computer science. Uh, although we learned a few things in mechanical engineering, but still um, there was a lot, lot of things that I had to learn on my own. Uh, uh, I had, uh, I'm very thankful to my uncle uh, who gifted me, uh, uh, at that time I think it was a 286 uh, machine, uh, an Intel 286. So we had Windows 3.1 on it uh, uh, and, oh sorry, we had DOS on it, not even Windows. So I learned through assembly language programming and uh, uh, and C programming and all the base system level stuff, and then built on top of that as uh, higher level languages came on board, uh, were, were were invented. So so it's been a it wasn't a quick pivot. It was a, a pivot through learning, pivot through interest, 
uh, and pivot through effort. So all those things happen and I, I pivoted to uh, software development. And at the same time, I think the uh, digital cameras were kind of becoming more affordable, uh, although uh, it, was, it was about five times the size of our phones today, really thick digital cameras. Um, I remember my first camera, it was a Canon S10 or something. Um, and I was fascinated with photography as well. So the art side of it was also pulling at the same time. So I bought a digital camera, I clicked a million pictures, I annoyed all my friends uh, by clicking pictures of uh, them all the time, eating, sleeping, etc., etc. But But that interest grew. Uh, the interest for the visual medium kind of grew. The interest to capture life grew. The interest to kind of uh, see the world through my perspective uh, grew. And digital cameras, I think, around that time also started having video a video feature where you could you know, where you could capture us uh, a few minutes of video at a time. Um, and that's how video kind of came into my life. I started capturing videos and uh, movement and uh, things that were happening around me. And uh, and yeah, uh, that, that interest kept growing and I created some short films. I did some ads and things like that. Um, and I think the, uh, the, 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 there was an inherent uh, burning to, to do a feature length film a science fiction film because that such a thing didn't exist or at least uh, not in the form that I wanted to watch. So I decided to uh, pivot once again and uh, there's a lot of learning and effort and interest uh, through my photography and short filmmaking and things like that to jump into uh, making a full feature length film. So that pivot happened five years ago. And uh, so here's the product today. That's amazing, sir. So, um, I mean, five years of, uh, you know, really staying true to your passions and just combining all the things that you've learned from technology and then art and videography and everything. Um, you were saying something about sensibility earlier and... Uh, I uh, wanted to ask you this question about how like we obviously have personal experiences and that shapes us into a particular person that uh, perceives art in a in a unique way. So I will perceive something, uh, a one piece of art differently from how you perceive it, like in minute ways, but it's still different. Um, with respect to UVC and your experience there in, in, during those four years, how did uh, that experience model your perception towards art? UVC, the four years... If I look back, I think uh, the one big thing that stands out uh, is not is not the curriculum, is not the academics. It is uh, none of that. It is my friends who are around me, and I think the group of friends that I hung out with, the group of friends uh, that I ate with, that I went to the movies, uh, that I sat in class with that I chatted with, um, that I hung out with. We played Pictionary, we played Dove Charades, we, we did a lot of things together. I think that the collective uh, sensibility, I think, was developed at that time. And I think I, I, I'm sure my friends also uh, maybe somewhere think like me, maybe somewhere um, have gone through life uh, 
just like me because we I think we developed a, a collective sensibility that I have today uh, during those four years and that that surely informed me and and and, and I think it um, it shaped uh, me to a certain extent on how I would go through life after that how I would learn how I would deal with life how I would deal with a lot of things based on that experience with my friends when you are when you're learning you learn not just what's on in the textbook but you learn from people you learn from your surroundings you're constantly absorbing it and i think somewhere uh, all that i absorbed uh, has has led me to be me today um, for any student out there who is currently studying engineering um, but their passions lies in filmmaking or the arts or something in that area um, like what would you say to them well firstly i would like to congratulate them if they have varied interests that means they have a creative mind that means they have a curious mind and i think with a curious and a creative mind i think you can do a lot you can do a lot uh for the society let me put it that way uh and well even if somebody is focused on one thing i think that is also great they they still do really well and we have seen examples of that plenty uh but but what i would kind of nudge people is to explore other things in life explore uh tangential things uh, explore something completely different Uh, because all that informs you and builds who you are in life and 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 we were talking about sensibility earlier on that sensibility is uh is built by your interests is built by what you uh what you explore in life and um for example like there's a there's a uh, there's a saying uh, a frog in a well kind of uh, perspective right because a frog doesn't know it thinks the well is its whole world there's nothing outside of it so when you jump out of it is when you realize oh my goodness there is so much out there uh, what i know is nothing and, and and like they say the more you know the the more you know that you know less so um, so i would say explore uh, other things and uh, with 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 ai with technology uh, exponentially getting powerful i think having a varied interest is really important because it goes to what we talked about about pivoting you can pivot really easy to other things if something gets uh, they're talking about ai taking over your jobs and things like that i think ai is a great tool it will help it will help complement uh, you but you really need to have that varied uh, interest to 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 kind of uh, pivot real quick if you want to and also uh if you have a curious mind if you have a creative mind monotony really sucks it 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 sucks your spirit so if you have other interests you can indulge in it it'll keep your life vibrant uh it'll keep you happy and uh and 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 and, and i think generalists are in general in general uh i think probably uh, uh they have better opportunities in the coming years uh than somebody doing just one thing so so yeah i would say uh try to uh make yourself more marketable by 
uh, exploring more things. Um, so I am one such person who is studying engineering, but passions are definitely outside of engineering, probably in the arts. Um, so definitely looking up to you right now, sir. And uh, yeah, the, the words of wisdom that you just shared did very much resonated with me. Um, but uh, speaking of advice, I did wanted to ask you, um, and this is my last question. Uh, what was some piece of advice that you wish you were given as a student, as an engineering student in UEC? Fozan, you've, you've asked an amazing question and uh, I have to take a, a breather to kind of uh, think through what I have to say on this because there is a lot of things that you wish you did, you wish you had been told, uh, you wish uh, this, you wish that. And like they say, looking back, hindsight, uh, it's always 2020. The vision is always clear because you've been through it, you've been through the journey, you've been through the ups and downs, and you know, okay, I should have probably done this differently. So it's a very, uh, it's hard to answer that question because um, we can easily say based on the things that we have not done right to say, oh, I wish somebody had told me this so that I, I wouldn't have done this. But then it would, rob me of my experience of life if somebody had told me not to do something right it would have uh, taken away the journey the rich journey that has formed my sensibilities it has, that has formed me who i am today so um i i don't know looking back sometimes i say okay man i wish i had done this differently i wish somebody had told me uh, for example even in the making of this film uh, there are just too many things every day I, I figure out, okay, this is how it's supposed to be done. But that go the journey of going through finding out something, that exploration, I think what makes us engineers, I think what makes us human beings, that exploration is really important to, to, to kind of, you know, realize the, the human that we are. Or else it would have been, it would have been machines being told, this is how things needs to be done, right? So, so I think looking back, I, I am fine. I, uh, I'm, I'm just talking my mind here, thinking uh, on your question. I don't think I, I'm fine of not having been told what I didn't know. I'm, I'm glad I've had this journey of living a good life. I think the question probably what you asked was for bigger decisions. Uh, or, or decisions that were uh, not of basic needs uh, like health, safety, shelter, etc., etc., but of um, a higher effort that you put into something. For example, taking a course in engineering, or should I have done a, uh, something else? Like you said, should I have gone into the arts or uh, done a done a, a MFA or something like that? That is something that's your personal journey. I don't think anybody else can tell you what you need to be doing. So it is something that's inherent. Uh, they can, people can just suggest that, hey, they can give you options, um, but you, you, you need to be the one to pick it. And once you pick it, you have to go through it. If you pick it and then you drop it, then you start to doubt yourself. And then the next thing you pick you will be unsure if that's what you want to do because you already dropped it once. It's it's easier to drop things uh, than to carry that burden and see it through. So um, so I don't know if I've answered your question, but uh, uh, but yeah, 
but one thing is that I would suggest everybody to look at something called compounding of things. And that is very important, uh, especially compounding of money. Uh, if you're from a middle class background uh, and not into a business field, uh, you need to look into compounding of money. A little bit of money, uh, I would suggest everybody when they get a job, start investing a little bit of money into something where it grows. Uh, I think over the next 20 or 25 years, it would have grown into something very significant. And that is not just for money, for even for other things in life. If uh, small little things, discipline of exercise, say, keeping your body fit, right? Health is really important. Right now, you guys are all very young. But as you grow older, as you touch 30, 35, 40 and grow beyond, you realize, oh, man, I should have put in that little effort back then. Uh, and I would have been in much better shape right now, right? So uh, let your future self thank you now for what you do today. So keep that in mind. Um, that's about a little bit of, about compounding. And even in, even in your interests, a uh, little bit of something every day, like say if you want to learn the flute or something, you have to put in that effort, a little bit of effort every day, every day, over and over and over and over and do that. And it compounds to a beautiful note, a beautiful music that'll come out of you uh, in that duration, right? So that's one thing I wanted to tell everybody is the power of compounding. Uh, look it up online. Um, another thing is something uh, that I look back and I wish somebody had told me, maybe I don't know if somebody had told me I would have realized it, but still uh, not, the thing is not to be afraid to change. Uh, and that goes to the concept of pivoting also we talked about. Uh, that fear of change, I think, keeps everybody uh, dull, I feel. So uh, fear not about change, but uh, don't, uh, don't give away, uh, uh, don't give away more than what the change deserves. So um, incremental small change is good. Um, for bigger change, you really need to look at what your responsibilities are, who gets affected around you if you change, uh, and then um, kind of uh, make a decision uh, based on that, uh, if you can pivot. So yeah, the power of compounding, not being afraid to change, I think uh, it's something that uh, I would leave uh, the students with. Ajay sir, thank you so much for sitting down and having this conversation with me. It was delightful. So many key takeaways. Um, thank you to our listeners who tune in every episode. We'll be back very soon with a new episode. So stay tuned for that. Well, uh, thank you, everybody. Thank you, Fozan, for this. Uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you all. And I hope uh, everybody gets to watch the film and we come back and have a follow-on conversation about science, technology, and how we can build the future with what we have and thank you again study well and there's a beautiful life uh, that's waiting for you all to create <laughs> <laughs>